Welcome to Japan According to Akio. Everything you wanted to know or didn't think you needed to know about Japan. With me, your host, Akio, living in Japan since 2004 and giving you the lowdown on what it's like to live in and around Tokyo. Yo, what's up, everyone? It's episode 35. It's time to party. Another, another, another hour long episode, right?、Um, in response to some, another great question、um, I got.、Uh, you know,、um, tried to drop some good info continuing on the topic that we talked on last time.、Um, we got into, well, I completely fucked that all up. But whatever. Anyway, we, <laughs> we started, I started out talking about some TV shows. Some toilet shit and some you know, pervy anime. Then we moved on to the question related to food in Japan that we got from my man Sub Negro. What's up?、Um, and finally,、uh, I continued the article related on Japanese corporate structure.、Um, I, tonight, today at work, I got even more stuff which I'm going to bring you、um, next week. You know, just it's all tied into the topic, so I think it's going well.、Um, so, we're going to continue keep that party rolling in the next episode. But before you get to that, get to this,、um, enjoy the info. I think you know, it's an hour long. I was talking, I was flowing. It's a lot of good stuff in there.、Um, give it a listen. Tell me what you think. As always, as always, as always, enjoy. Yo, what's up, everyone? We are back. Episode 35. How's it going?、Uh, I'm just recovering from a second. I'm recording、um, a bit later than I planned initially. I was having some stomach issues、uh, before push and play on this thing, so、um, I'm recording a bit later than I had planned. But I got a great podcast for you guys、um, before that you know, drama <laughs> in my life. <laughs>、uh, uh, I was just, you know,、uh, watching some stuff, some TV and whatnot、uh, after getting back, eating dinner, recording this on a Saturday night because、um, I just decided to、um, get it out of the way for my day off tomorrow so I can do some other work, spend some family time, and not really have to think about the podcast so much. And,、uh, you know, I can take my time、uh, with the podcast this time, not really have to worry so much about getting ready for work the next day and stuff like that. So、um, we're here.、Um, got, hopefully, excuse me. Great、um, podcast for you guys that are listening.、Um, you know, got some topics, gonna continue again, like from, from where I picked up, where I left off with last week,、um, getting into the article related to Japanese business culture. But before that, I got,、um, damn, I got a lot of shit to talk about, actually. <laughs> um, uh, let me just drop some shit that I was watching. Cause, I was just stumbled on、um, when I was eating dinner, like I think, what, two nights ago?、Um, late night, you know, getting back, just eating dinner and flipping through like the TV guide and stuff. I saw this、um, show coming on and late night, and you know, I was like, huh. The, the title had me kind of interested, so I recorded it, and tonight I watched it while I was eating dinner. I thought it was going to be like a live action show, but it turns out it was an anime.、Um, I just did some research before the podcast just to you know, give the correct info on it.、Um, it it's based on, of course, it's an anime, so it's based on a manga.、Um, and yeah, the show is fucking wacky, man. Like, <laughs> it's, the show is called、um, My First Girlfriend is a Gal, G A L, like Galu, which is, again, I'll talk about it in another podcast, but it's a certain subculture that was popular here in the 90s and 2000s that's kind of fading away,、um, but still exists.、Um, but just, it's kind of complicated to explain really what Galu are. But it's just like、um, teenage girls who are really bubbly, kind of airheaded, hang out in Shibuya. Um, just kind of party girls is the best way I can describe them, or carry themselves as party girls, you know.、Um, Not so much bad, bad girls, but if you do a bit of research, you, you'll kind of read on it. It's, it's really kind of tough to explain. I've never really you know, been that too much into that subculture. I've never really dated any galu、um, in, the, in the, short, the times when I was single. 
you know, and in my early 20s and pretty much anything beyond early 20s, you're not really going to be interested in them anyway, unless it's for, you know, strictly one night purposes is kind of my the impression I get. Um, they do have just some stereotypes about them. You know, I don't know if it's always true. I, again, I haven't really sat down and talked to any gal face to face, but... You know, they tend to have be perceived as being promiscuous, dressing sexy, um, being airheaded, speaking rude Japanese, um, just no, not really home training, not really good manners. You know, um, just kind of like thotty hood rat kind of chicks, really. You know, but um, just just doing whatever the, doing whatever the fuck they want, and um, you know, sleeping around kind of stuff. So. Um, yeah, that's kind of the image that I see of them. I, again, I haven't really gotten, I, when I first came here, I didn't know too much about that subculture. Um, from my impression, they were not really so interested in black guys and in black guys anyway. So, um, you know, the, the ones I've seen in Shibuya dress, or in, pretty much almost everywhere, dress pretty, wear re pretty revealing clothes. So, as a guy in my early 20s, I was like, okay, what's up with that? But, um, I just never got close enough to, like, approach or anything like that. So, I was just like, yeah, fuck it. But the show, um, <laughs> I was watching it, and I was just sitting there thinking, like, you know, um, you know, I watch some anime, um, but I'm not like a huge, huge anime person. And, you know, anime kind of subculture goes really deep here. And I was just like trying to figure out in the beginning, I was like thinking to myself like, huh, this show can go either way. And there's like a borderline between like funny, cute anime and like erotic anime you know and i was thinking like i wonder where that line is and this I, the first five minutes watching so i was like yeah this is in the more erotic kind of comedy <laughs> anime because like the opening scene like all the characters have like huge boobs and they're just like bouncing titties all over the place and just like <laughs> just like what the fuck is this <laughs> of course i watched it because <laughs> i like that kind of shit but <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah it was just it just threw me off because it was totally different than what i expected so if you like that kind of shit or just want to know what the fuck i'm talking about the japanese title is hajimete no gyaru and the english title again is my first girlfriend is a gal g-a-l and that's g-a-l um you know, I'm sure if you, you dig around for it, you'll find it online, I'm sure. Um, the manga's online as well. Um, the concept's pretty funny. Um, so, now it's like a 10-episode anime, apparently. So, episode 3 aired. Um, I recorded episode 3. So, now I have a Mission Impossible move that I got to pull off tomorrow because, you know, I can't leave this recording on the fucking TV downstairs because, you know, other people might, like, be like, what the fuck is a kill? And I can't, like, record... They might skip over it one time, like, whatever, but if I have, like, a few of the motherfuckers left on the TV down here, they'll be like, Akil, what the fuck are you looking at? So I have to record it on the TV upstairs, delete the motherfucker down here without anybody noticing. Tomorrow. That's, like my number one priority mission for tomorrow <laughs> and then in my leisure time whenever the fuck i want you know i can just like watch it and um you know again I just, it's just like funny dirty jokes and like you know high school humor and stuff like that and bouncing bubbly anime boobs you know which i'm not like give me the anime boobs but i'm not gonna say no to them you know what i'm saying sorry people but that's just how I'm living <laughs> That's how I'm living in 2018 <laughs> Okay Okay So I was watching that And um Um uh, Earlier And then Okay let's, let me turn the TV off now Cause I just had it like Blaring on the TV screen Um Then Another show I was just watching Which gives me a subtopic Um To talk about was um Just you know um Related to the drama that was going on in my life, like about an hour ago, was uh, related to toilets, and um, the I just turned on the TV again after getting out the shower, and um, it was about like a TV special. You know, late night TV in Japan gets kind of crazy. Like that's what I wanted to say in the beginning. Late night TV in Japan is less wild as um, than it used to be. 
uh, when I first came here. But it shit is still fucking wacky, man. Like I um I remember when I first came to Japan, like I used to just turn on late night TV and yeah, you were seeing boobs and like really pervy TV shows and like all this crazy stuff. I heard it used to be a lot crazier back in back in the day, like I guess the nineties and the eighties and stuff. Um, but um, I kind of came to Japan, I guess, at the tail end when they started cleaning up TV, I guess. Because recently I don't see so much really raunchy shit as I used to uh, when I first came here. You know, like I literally might just like stumble upon some, some boobs like on a late night here, you know, which I mean... I'm an adult, and, you know, we got the internet, but, like, it still kind of, you know, takes me back to them days, those Cinemax movie night days, you know, sneaking down in the basement in summer vacation, um, which is like, oh, my gosh, you know, frontal nudity <laughs> kind of thing. So, um, so yeah, uh, so, you know, just shows like that on the late night. Basically, you know, I, every now and then I'll scroll through late night, again, Friday night, Saturday night. Um, the TV guide and then just anything that looks kind of interesting or a little bit raunchy I'll just record it and then see if anything it pops up I've been disappointed several times but um this you know I, I thought it was gonna be like a live show about like you know like some high school drama I mean you know with a guy like oh my girlfriend she's a galu and you know they're like going like some cheap low budget TV show or something like that but it was an anime it was pretty entertaining actually um the Japanese is a little bit tougher for me to follow just because it's a lot of like squealing um teenage Japanese girl voices and so like you know talking real fast and yelling at each other and stuff so it was kind of tough for me to follow it but um I just read like the Wikipedia summary of the episode so it's like it's pretty in line with what I thought um uh, was going on you know so that was cool. Um, the other show I saw was um, related to toilets, again, related to what I was saying. Um, yeah, it was like a, literally a special about like Japanese toilets and like, you know, because we have like two types of toilets. We have the Western style toilets and the traditional Japanese style toilets, which I want to talk to you about for a second. Um, and, you know, just before I turned it off, like then start recording. You know, I'm recording that show, too, because I just want to see it cause just to study Japanese culture because... You know, um, it, it it just shows like you know, Japan. Basically, it's just like yeah, that's really Japanese. Um, you know, the, for the Olympics, the effort is go underway to really reduce or eliminate uh, traditional Japanese style toilets. And before I go further, you might be like, "What the fuck is a traditional Japanese style toilet?" Let me see if I can Google. I got my computer laptop in front of me. My bootleg Lenovo still kicking. Uh, Japanese toilets and see what comes up um, in pictures. Yep. If you t if you you uh, if you Google Japanese toilet, um, the first picture you'll see is. Oh, I got a story about this too. <laughs> the first picture you'll see is, um, you know, toilets in Japan, like a picture of a toilet. It's just basically this long oval rectangular hole, like in the fucking floor, you know, with some water floating around in there. And I, you know, it's kind of crazy. And so, this basically, you know, I watched a few minutes of the show, and they, they were basically saying that, you know, um, they're trying to eliminate uh, traditional Japanese-style toilets because um, in surveys they found one of the biggest, most annoying, frustrating things for foreign people coming to Japan was were those toilets, right? Me, personally, I avoid them like the plague, too, like, just because they just freak me out. I just don't know what the fuck is going to happen if I go in there. Um, you know... It, if you just look at it, like just navigating it is kind of tricky. I still not 100% sure how to do it. Um, and yeah, so, but you know, on the show, of course, they were talking about the benefits of it, why it's good for you and it helps you poop because, you know, regular toilet, your bladder's at a 90 degree angle, but this one, your shit's in line. So you literally, you know, you just plops right down like you know it's all this crazy shit so you know it's kind of interesting seeing how japanese people think about this kind of shit and um 
that's why I'm recording it. I'll watch it at my leisure. Um, but, um, you know, again, just studying Japanese people and the Japanese way of thinking. Um, but, you know, something that another scene that they had on the show, which I think is beneficial for you, which kind of just backed up my thinking of like, yeah, that's really Japanese. Um, a high school was like they interviewed like I think one I forgot some school some high school somewhere and um they interviewed the principal and you know all of the they were like all they were showing like all of the bathrooms have west you know western style toilets but they always have one Japanese style you know and they were like huh that's kind of weird and so they talked to the um principal and he was basically like yeah about you know we surveyed all the students and like you know about like 95, 96% of the students all said they prefer Western style toilets, but there were like a few, like about, I think they did a survey of like 100 or 200, something like that, like six or seven people said that they preferred um, the Japanese ones. And then like a couple of teachers said it's good or whatever. But, you know, they, basically the principal was like, well, because there are still a small amount of kids who prefer the Japanese style toilet, we're going to keep them in all of our bathrooms. Right. And you, you and literally is like out of like two, well over 200 people is like six or seven. It is like a small sliver on the, on the pie chart. But like, and you might think like, what the fuck? That's kind of stupid. Right. Cause in the West, we're really used to um, dealing with the majority, majority rules, you know, 51%. Okay, 49, yeah, I'm just gonna have to deal with it. But Japan doesn't work like that. You know, Japan's more, but remember, group inclusion. So if there's one person unhappy with the situation, you're not gonna change anything, you're gonna accommodate even that one person so that to make sure that, you know, everyone is that not not to make sure that everyone's satisfied, but to make sure that no one can say that it's unfair. That's more the goal, not to really do the best answer, but the least inconvenient answer for everyone, you know, if that makes sense. Right. So even if it is a, like a complete waste of time and money, like, you know, um, that's more the priority that that one person will not complain and that one person can't say, well, you know, my, my needs aren't being met or I'm being left out in the cold or something like that. That's Japan for you. <laughs> and that's why I'm watching, that's why I'm watching that stupid ass toilet show, right? Just so that I can get a, remind myself, get a better understanding of it, of shit like that and how Japanese people think. I mean, understanding the Japanese way of thinking is just like a constant kind of thing. Isn't it something that I never, um, stop doing you know um it's always interesting for me um and you know because like i live here so i it's something that i kind of have to continue to learn and school myself on so that i can give you all the info on this podcast for one of course that's my number one priority and you know also like i can walk the line see how, where japanese thinking is going and, and, and maneuver in my life and you know uh, my career and you know uh as I progress here, you know, all that good shit. So that's that. Um, okay. So we got also, so that's that little move forward. Okay, cool. 15 minutes. All right. Um, I thought this would be a shorter podcast, but we might have like a standard length of time here. Um, so oh, hold on. Let me get some water break, water break, water break. One second. Mm. Mm. Okay. So, and we also got another question. We got a question. Two back-to-back questions. We on fire. God damn. Again, you can... Um, this one came via uh, Instagram. My Instagram is Akil, A-K-I-L, dot W-A-T-S-O-N. Hit me up. Just, you know, send me a message and a comment anywhere you want to, whatever the fuck you want to do. You know, a DM, I don't care. You know, um, I'll see it. I'll answer it, you know, um, and probably throw it in the podcast. Or questions, Q-U-S, yeah, I can't spell. Q-U-E-S-T-I-O-N-S-F-O-R-A-K-I-L. It's all one word. Questions for Akil at gmail.com. Hit me up. Um, you know, just shoot me an email, uh, and, uh, again, uh, whatever, if it's something good, either, you know, I'll answer it, um, on the podcast or send you an email response directly to the best of my abilities. 
you know, as always, right? Um, but we got one on Instagram from my man Sub Negro who got this whole party jumping off way back in the day in 2017. Um, and he wanted to know about um, eating habits here in Japan and just, you know, he... Um, you know, sodium intake and, 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 and healthy eating habits related to here because of, of course, soy sauce and a lot of sauces and, 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 and um, pickle dishes and things like that. Um, <laughs> and I honestly, man, like I'm talking directly to Sub Negro now. I, as soon as I read your question, it made me laugh because, you know, I wish I could just like talk to you. Like I knew I would say like if we were having a conversation right there, I, <laughs> like and I'll tell you guys like. Yo, like, that's not something you really need to worry about. Like, you know, um, eating habits or sodium intake or something like that. Generally speaking, it's not something you're going to need to worry about. Under a few, I'll give you a few conditions, of course. Um, but here's why I'm telling you, like, for me, every time I go back to America, like, literally, the first thing I think about is these motherfuckers are trying to kill me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, holy shit, like, they are really trying to kill me with this food. Like, what the fuck are they doing? Like, you know, um, I just, I'm so, I'm, I've gotten accustomed to the Japanese way. I mean, I still love, time out, I still love, you know, my, my family's from the Caribbean. I still love my fucking Caribbean food, like, my Guyanese food, like, um, my curry chicken, my cook up rice, like I love all that shit. Like, you know, I grew up with like Caribbean style home cooking. Not so much American food, like um really Caribbean food. So that's my heart right there. You know, um some motherfucking pepper pot, some roti and all that good shit. Like so please don't get it twisted. You know, but um but I'm talking like if I eat out in America, like I'm literally like every time I go back, I'm like, holy fuck. Like I'm on vacation and I can eat like this for maybe like a week, maybe a week and a half. But like if I'm in America for more than like a week, when I come back to Japan, no joke, I want to eat salad. I want to eat light for like three days just because my stomach is so fucked up. And I'm just like so like holy shit like that was so much effort to eat all that food like the first few days i'm like yeah i can eat this shit and i can eat that shit like um you know i changed my eating habits um this is the first time this past trip in november was the first time going back to america since i changed my eating habits and by the way props to you um sub negro for trying to um you know um make healthier food choices i i realize it is a lot tougher every time i go back i realize it is a lot tougher to do that in the states um you know um there are healthier food choices out available in america now which you know so I, when i went back this time i was like in target i told you i think i told you guys like freaking the fuck out like oh my gosh they got organic shit here like you know i mean it's government certified organic shit so i, I take it with a grain of salt but it's better than you know what used to be there because when i was living in america it was kind of the peak of the junk food heart attack food era where it was just like make the shit as unhealthy as you fucking can and um yeah so it's good to see that there are other options available now um for people who want to eat like that you know like there's some hippie stores popping up in dc and shit like a, you know i got like an organic pumpkin pie because they didn't have sweet, sweet potato pie that's the only reason but um you know like organic pumpkin pie i'm just like eating that shit and just like you know like holy fuck this is dope um but 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 i'm getting off track but but my point my basically my point is like compare comparing like the food and salt intake and spices and things like that it's just night and day like here and like Eating American food now, I realize how heavily salted, how heavily flavored, you know, how how much just crap is in the food, in, in the average food in America. I mean, like, you, I, just, I, com I completely understand, man. You have to make a conscious effort day in and day out to, like, eat healthy in Japan. I mean, in, in America. But the opposite, I think, is true in Japan. You have to make more of a concerted effort to eat unhealthy here. You know, you can just fall ha ass backwards into healthier food choices here. It's just natural. Like, um, you, and 
I've heard and seen like YouTubers and things like that, like, you know, do food YouTube shows and whatever. And the first thing they say is like, holy shit, like I've lost like, you know, 20, 30 pounds just like living here from and, and coworkers as well. Just because like you might think like you're eating like a fucking pig here, but the portions and what goes into it is just so, so different. And the portions, this food is more expensive here, so the portions of what you get are so much smaller, you're naturally gonna eat a lot less. Like in the States, it's more like we need doggy bags, we need leftovers, we need all this fucking shit. And like, you know, fridges are, refrigerators are bigger, plates are bigger, like, so you, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, there's a lot more fast food culture and all those things, so like, um, it lends itself to overeating and it lends itself to like have you know just food just being fucking doused with like crazy shit but flavor generally flavor here is a lot more subtle so you know the japanese palate is a lot more subtle delicate than the american palate so like a lot of japanese people can't eat a lot of american food just because it's so spicy and so you know heavily flavored um and so going back to your your question what that means for you is generally speaking like unless you're literally just going to a ramen shop every day or literally just like eating you know convenience store food every day um you're naturally gonna find yourself like losing weight like even if you eat like lunch boxes i mean i used to live i remember in my 20s there was like this bento place because you know i wasn't cooking i was living in a guest house at the time oh shit i forgot i forgot the store i have to go back sorry i forgot i have to remind myself let me pull up this toilet picture because i gotta go back to the, my japanese toilet uh story in a little bit um but i just want to finish this this point um like uh what happened so um yeah like you know, for like probably like a year, you know, I was living in this guest house and I was working full time. So I wasn't I, I had I didn't know how to cook. So there was like there was like this chain and it's still around. I see it sometimes a chain of um, uh, kind of like fresh made lunchbox bento places. Where basically, you know, where it's just basically kind of like home cooked style food and, and you pay by the gram like, you know. Um, you know, you, whatever you want to eat, you just pile it in there and then pay and then you go. So every day I was just eating that, like on my way home and then lunch boxes at dinner. So I was just eating all takeout food, but it's all fresh made, like in the place basically. So you got, I mean, it's not as healthy as like mama's home cooking, but it's like freshly made stuff with vegetables, with tofu, with like, you know, um, it's, you know, with like natural vinegar, like the soy, like you're not, you're not soy sauce, for example, you know, was one thing uh, you brought up uh, or sub Negro brought up. Like you're not just like people get on me for using so much soy sauce. Like you're using like a, like a dab, a little, you know, look at my dab. Like you give a little dab of soy sauce. You're not like smothering the shit in soy sauce at all. Like, cause Japanese people want to taste the flavor of the food, you know, compared to like, you know, American people really want like a combination of heavy, strong flavors. So you drenching shit in sauce, you know what I'm saying? The sauces that you're going to get here are not as oily. They're not as heavily salted. So you really don't have to worry about that shit at all. Like, you know, to be honest with you, uh, literally, unless like you're just like hanging out at the fucking ramen shop every goddamn day, like, you know. Um, I, I, you know, like the people I know who, who were like unhealthy here. I can think of one former coworker. She was here for like about a year and literally she ate McDonald's every day. Like she was like, fuck this Japanese food. Basically <laughs> she was like, fuck this Japanese shit. I'm American. Like, <laughs> like she used to be on that type of shit and literally sit there with McDonald's every day. And I'm sure you can imagine what happened to her and you know, not like shaming her or anything like that that's her two choices but we were just like all like whoa really really that's why the fuck did you come to this country if you're just gonna eat mcdonald's all the time but you know i mean you go to like all you can eat for example all you can eat yakiniku place like or you know korean barbecue place and i'll sit there and just stuff my face and like it's literally all you can eat for like you can just sit there like yo give me some more meat 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 and like you'll be full but like 
I don't know what the fuck. Like your stomach shrinks or something, man. Like over time, like I, you know, I'm always satisfied. I always feel like I'm just like eating like a fucking pig over here. I mean, now like my eating habits are, are I know are really bad. I'm gaining a little bit of weight. I you know I want to go to the gym, but uh, I gotta power through this project. You know, just again, I'm up late at night. You know, I'm snacking sometimes. I'm, um, I'm you know eating dinner like you know past like eleven o'clock and shit. So I mean, I know my eating my eating habits are bad. Are bad. Oh. Are getting bad now, um, so but I'm not really tripping off that. I like working out and stuff like that. So um, hopefully, ideally, if everything goes well, I'll be able to get back into like a healthier um, regiment. You know, um, in these next couple months, if everything knock on wood, knock on wood, pray for me, you guys, if everything goes well. Um, but just generally speaking, man, like you, um, it's just not going to be an issue, and you know. It really won't show itself until you go back to the States. Like, coming from the States to Japan, you know, um, some people, like some coworkers sometimes like, wow, this is, these portions are so small. What the fuck? I mean, it's good. They're like, fuck, it's good. But it's just like, you know, small. Like, you're going to pay fucking like, you know, like, okay, like the example I always give is strawberries, you know. And don't, don't worry so much about the shit you see on the internet. Like... About like I saw on the internet the other day about um, two mangoes were were um, sold at auction for like about in the, translated into U.S. dollars about fifteen hundred one thousand five hundred U.S. dollars. So it was about one hundred fifty thousand, I think. Japanese yen was like the highest price for those. So you see those things. You see stories about like you know square watermelons for a hundred dollars and all this shit. I'll tell you anecdotally, like all that is is. Um, it's PR, basically, for... It, people aren't really walking around buying that shit every day in Japan. Fruits and vegetables are a lot more expensive than they are in America. I'll tell you that. That's damn for damn sure. But it really depends on the f- vegetable. And it depends on the fruit, you know, um... But the por- so the portions of what you get are going to be a lot smaller. Um, like, strawberries are a good example. Like, you're going to, like, for, like, three, four... Five dollars, you're gonna get maybe like about sixteen strawberries, you know, and they're not gonna be the huge fucking monster strawberries you get in the states. Like I know you get like a huge ass bucket of fucking strawberries in America. I mean, they taste like water; they don't taste like anything. But um, you know, um, over here you'll get like sixteen strawberries that have a lot of flavor with them. You know, you know, um, because it's not so much about the size or the the quantity it's not so much remember here it's not about quantity it's not about you know it's about quality subtle nuance and like savoring shit even if you get like one small mouthful of something that's really fucking good it's a lot better than having like a big ass bucket of crap basically you know and and not trying to shit on america's eating habits but kind of you know america is more focused on volume than um quality And, and you know talking with um Again, restaurateur friends. Um, the one guy he's opening up a, a ramen shop in the states. Like I think last year he opened up in the states last year, and he was like, "Yeah, like I was like, what the fuck? Like people want to take home the ramen? Like you know, like the noodles are all like you know stressed out and shit, and you know uh, watered down and everything. But they want to like throw this shit in the book." He was surprised, and I'm like, "Yeah, that's America, man. Like you know, you want to have leftovers in the states. So you don't care, like you know, but." Over here, people eat that shit fresh, and, you know, they want it a certain way. So, um, basically, I know I'm rambling on and on about this, but just don't basically don't worry about it. And, you know, you do have to watch yourself in, like, with the convenience store breads, for example, or something that are really pretty high calorie. But, again, compared to the price you're paying, compared to, um, I think, what you will be able to get in the States, like a whole box full of donuts for like big ass box full of donuts for like two dollars you know for example in america versus like one fucking piece of bread like you know sweetened bread here for like you know the equivalent price it's just night and day so um you're not just like ODing on calories versus you know like you do in the states so generally speaking like you know um, if, 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 if you enjoy cooking fairly much or, you know, um, or just are not like f- completely focused on junk food, naturally you're gonna eat healthier and your sodium intake is gonna be a, a fuckload lower than it would be 
in the states and also you're depending on where you live you're probably not going to be getting around by car you're going to be walking and taking the bus a fuckload more which makes you even more healthy like you know my friends who come over they're like fuck japanese people walk around a lot damn y'all walking everywhere because like yeah you walk around a lot or you know if you're not inside a major city you're still going to be taking the bus you're going to be taking a bike and you're still going to be moving around using your feet using your body so you're going to be getting a lot more exercise anyway which was is also a plus like you know um just again after like a week or two in the states i'm just like fuck man like i just need to move my body around goddamn because you're just driving everywhere you're eating so much more food like i get it i totally get it but the lifestyle here is completely different and it's it's a it's a fuckload healthier and you know after like several weeks several months living here like if you just don't let shit go bananas you'll be fine you know that's all that's all so don't don't worry about it um if you have if it didn't answer your question or you want more um feedback on it just hit me up you know um again i'll 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 see it you know dm on on the board wherever you want and um if i can expand on it again the next podcast no problem all right um so <laughs> let me go back um because ooh, we're doing good really good on time we're doing too good on time fuck so we might have an hour-long podcast maybe 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 um yeah let me go back to the toilets and tell my toilet japanese toilet story <laughs> like so like i was saying i avoid fucking japanese toilets like the plague right and um they yeah if a public one like my advice if you see one just run but like there are and that that's that's like going back to the original point of of the fucking um that school principal like that's the kind of shit about japan because like you might think like okay they're like those people are not gonna think oh there are those six or seven people who prefer uh fucking japanese style toilet but then you've got the other people who fucking hate them and if all the other toilets are occupied the only thing you have is the fucking japanese style toilet so you're forced instead of like thinking like oh we're making it available for the other people who like it on the other side you're forcing the people who fucking hate it to use it because to accommodate a small number of people but that's japan again that's japan you can't really like hate on it i'm not saying that to hate on it i'm just telling you what it is and you just can't like you you'll get bitter if you try and wrap your brain around it and you know and you're like what the fuck if you if you get all like what the fucking negative about it you'll drive yourself crazy like you know i'm just pointing like shit like this out to you i'm used to it you know so i know it i just watch these type of shows to kind of remind myself or understand it a bit more you know so that because again from lack of understanding is what makes you be like what the fuck why do japanese people do that like you know going through the why do japanese why japanese people is like a famous comedy kind of thing here why japanese people kind of phase so i'm kind of i've been well over that and i'm just more like yo it's just what japanese people do so but anyway so um i've like in like train stations and shit like those joints like i've i'm scared to death of them but like one time one fucking time i had to use it so you might even remember like i was talking i think yeah during cherry blossom season a few a few uh, episodes back i was telling about that um trip with me and my wife and, and she was my girlfriend at the time we took that day trip to um some random ass mountainside full of cherry blossom trees that was dope and i was watching that fucking angry monkey and eating some pregnant fish and shit like that <laughs> you know way back in the day probably like 2005 i think it had to be 2005 yeah um cherry blossom my first cherry blossom season here going to that place i had my first encounter with a japanese style toilet my only one like in my, well no my let me see my only one i'm gonna get a little detailed going number two you know or, you know dropping a deuce with that shit like i've been in like restaurants or izakaya's where they have one and taking a pee in one is like as a guy let me say that as a guy is um not nerve-wracking really the only time is when you finish because you got you gotta like land the dismount if you know what i mean like because if you look at the picture it's like kind of like a little bit of space you're not like right 
over the toilet seat so like you gotta like depending on the setup of the place like lean in and make sure like you get everything you know make sure the ball goes in the hoop you know what i'm saying like all the way you'll follow through so that's but you know if you've been drinking this it can be a bit you know one second like oh oh fuck how am i gonna do this kind of moment but it's not that bad but what happened back in the day was we were on the train um i want to say it was a bullet train or like some kind of train it was going kind of fast (laughs) you know faster than a local train and I'm on there, and you know this is like 2005, where everything's super baggy. So I had some, I think I had some sweatpants on too. So you know, like some really baggy, like baggy clothes and some baggy sweatpants, and 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 yeah, yeah, I did have some sweatpants on and um, some baggy joints too. And so like I was really into baggy clothes at the time. You know, everyone was. And my stomach was just like, ooh, like, you know, hit me. I'm like, fuck, baby, I got to go to the bathroom. So, you know, the train, and the train's moving. So it's like swaying from side to side. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to make it. Oh, my gosh. Like, you know, it's one of those emergency call 911 joints. So, you know, I work my way into the bathroom and I open the sliding door and it's one of those joints staring at me in the fucking face. And it's like, not even on the ground. It's like high up. It's maybe like about a foot off the ground, like this fucking podium, basically. I remember I was just like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> and the train's moving all over the place. And I'm just like, how the fuck am I going to do this? Like, what the, how the fuck? I just didn't even know how to use it or what the fuck to do. Because I was like, I can't just like sit. You know, it was just high enough for me to like sit on like the little podium part where the toilet seat was. I was like, but I can't do that like that's kind of nasty as fuck my balls are gonna be like on the like concrete part of it like you know like that's just not gonna work and my stomach's like you you know it's like speed like what you gonna do hot shot what you gonna do like (laughs) you know pop quiz hot shot you gotta take a shit right now (laughs) what you gonna do like And so, so like, I had to fucking make a decision. So, you know, apparently there was, like, a bar there. I didn't know how to work it. Like, I, I, I maybe I did work there. So it's like a bar, like a slalom bar you got to hold on to. And then you can, like, you know, squat properly. But I think I did it wrong way. Because I think, if I remember correctly, you're supposed to, according to what the bar's position was, you were supposed to face the wall grab the bar, squat down to the floor, and then you can kind of get an optimal pooping position. But I didn't have enough time to kind of sort through all that shit. So I literally, like, faced the opposite way, you know, and just, like, squatted with my my baggy-ass sweatpants, you know, like, fucking huge, probably, like, triple XL sweatpants, you know, and it, which freaked me out because I'm like, please don't shit on these sweatpants, Akil. Like, <laughs> you know, on this fucking train, like moving all over the place, like, you know, and I'm just like, oh, Lord, like I'm all, you know, <laughs> like praying, like holding on to the walls and like the train's moving. And I think there was light coming in from somewhere and I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, you know, and. I mean, I get I get things done, you know. I, I get it done without pooping on myself. Like, thank goodness, it was literally like diffusing a bomb or something. Like, you know, because I was just like, you know, checking, looking between my legs, making sure I'm hitting the right spots. Because you know, it's like you know, making sure I'm not like pooping on on the floor, literally. Like, you know, because I can't see what's going on. I just got trust that my ass is in the right position. My my butt crack is in the right position. Like, you know, it's just fucking crazy like so and that's what it is i think after i finished and then like i turned around and looked at everything i noticed the bar and i realized oh duh that's how you're supposed to do it you know but i had already blown the bathroom up and then like you know as soon as i opened the door some old ladies waiting out there i'm just like fuck and i just because <laughs> i just destroyed the bathroom and i just like ran away <laughs> and i told i told my wife like sorry baby i just, I just destroyed the bathroom and i just you know i was like what the fuck is going on with the bathroom and you know and she kind of explained to me a bit about like oh they have a, ja- a traditional one and i was like yeah that was fucked up like you know and she just laughed at me but um 
But now it's getting better. Like the, according to the show I saw, like there's only point seven percent of new of new traditional joints being made. So by the time in the next few years, hopefully them joints are going to be completely eliminated. But it, trust me, like if you go to like a public bathroom, you'll see you might see like three of them are going to be Western style. You know, maybe one of them, the fourth one might be Japanese style. If you can hold it, hold out for the Western one because the Japanese one is nothing nice, y'all. Nothing nice. Okay, cool. We're at 40 minutes. Wow. Yay. All right. So um, let's go back to um, the the article now. All right. So. uh, Oh, by the way, I had I had a dope conversation with another student today. Um about something tied into what we're going to talk about today. So we're going to kind of continue this vein of like corporate structure in Japan a bit next week as well. Um, I got two stories on opposite sides of it um, that are kind of interesting. <clears throat> so um, I got I thought I might have time for those, but apparently not because we already have 40 something minutes. So um, after this, I'm going to just wrap it up. This isn't really so much of an article. It's more of... Um, um, a poster and a translation of a poster, which which I I think I told you I use sometimes in lessons. So um, how you can find it if you want to take a look for yourself. It, I what all I did was I googled power harassment, and if you look uh, from the the top row, there's a small poster in Japanese that says stop, and then a whole bunch of shit written in Japanese, right? So if you click on it, it t- it'll take you to a Metropolis ad, a magazine ad from. Uh, how long ago? I think it was like 2015. When was this posted? Like 2010. So it was a while ago. Where power harassment um started becoming, I started hearing about it around that time. And what that is is basically, you know, you might be like power harassment. What the fuck? But you know, it's literally like people in companies. Hold on, let me pull some socks. Um, like people in companies, you know, uh, higher ups in companies using their position to intimidate or harass or whatever the fuck you want to say. Um their employees or people in lower positions right now i kind of tell my students like power harassment is a bit tougher to do in in america for example because you know i mean let's be real like if your boss is an asshole or your boss like lays into you there's only gonna be but so much you're gonna take before you you know you're gonna like step up stand up for yourself or talk back or yell or whatever you're gonna say in the west right you know because we very clearly separate work responsibilities from life responsibilities you know uh, from your public from private and things like that and and respect for yourself is something that you know we highly value so you're not gonna you're gonna draw that line in the sand you know of, of what people can and cannot say to you very clearly in general, of course, right? But um, Japan doesn't really work like that, right? Because businesses' life and companies' life and Japanese people in, in a lot of situations are such workaholics. Traditionally, the average quote unquote salary man, get used to hearing that word, just means a businessman. But the average salary man, you know, um, and you'll probably just use that word. Um, is doesn't really see it like that again remember like your job is your number one meal ticket you got one job like you know um traditionally that's what you're gonna do so it's changing um so that means that your boss in the company has a lot of power over and, and influence over your life right um so um and again this new generation isn't really standing for this shit as much so there's been an effort over the past decade or several years to really st- to really break the tradition of um, pow- quote unquote power harassment or you know people higher up in companies really um, laying into you know their their subordinates right so this poster is something that I guess um, some organization made to kind of raise awareness of the shit or something like that um, I saw it a few years ago in a lesson or another thing similar to it and I thought it was kind of interesting and kind of funny is this the one with Godzilla on it? yeah it is the one with Godzilla on it yeah I saw it a while ago I used it in a lesson and um, again I think when I was in the previous episode I was fucking around and I saw it again so so what this article does it kind of translates it's, it's just a, a small it, the picture is kind of small but it's um what it is, it's just uh, nine little square boxes and, and telling um, people to stop, you know, this, uh, what, uh, I think they translated it exactly. 
Makoto. So, you know, doing things without thinking, stop doing things without thinking, basically, you know, kind of be basically just be more conscious of、um, how you're treating your employees. And they give five, case,、uh, nine cases of it. So I'm just going to go through those nine examples and maybe talk a little bit about some of them as.、Um, The psychology behind it, because some stuff you might be like, so, but、um, for the average salaryman or Japanese pe- person, it has a bigger impact than you might think. So, okay, here we go. The first panel,、um, only one of them has pictures attached to them. I guess they got too lazy and I'm like, fuck it. But、um, they break down all nine panels, so I'll just kind of run through them really quickly and then get the fuck out of here and go to bed because I got to do family stuff tomorrow. All right, so.、Um, The first one is、uh, stop accusing employees of being a wage thief,、uh, i.e., you're nothing but a thief eating away at our, <laughs> at our company money. <laughs> And we got a boss telling someone that. Again,、um, you know, average employee, again, these are just complete stereotypes of America, but you know, you like, man, fuck that. I'm not going to bust my ass for this job. Like, you know, Um, is not an uncommon way of thinking. But in Japan,、um, you know, having value or being a contributing member of society is a very important quote unquote obligation here. I'm sure you've heard that from me before. And shaming, quote unquote, shaming someone、um, has a lot of power, especially someone、um, in you know, the organization that you work for, right? So. Um, that's a one way to add pressure to someone by telling them that they're, by shaming them into、um, believing that they're not pulling their weight. And that basically just like,、uh, you know, obligates the person to kind of burn themselves out pretty much, right? Like, some, that's what some people do, you know, work themselves to death or whatever, overwork themselves, or that's where you get the people staying until midnight because they don't, they don't want to feel like they're useless, you know, so they'll like do whatever they, they get, they'll kill themselves, like, to try and、um, meet up to those, like, crazy ass expectations. I don't know. But, um,. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the next one. Stop being a monster boss and getting emotional, yelling, kicking garbage cans, slamming tables, and throwing chairs. Yes, this behavior does happen in offices. Like, of course, it's not all over the place, but it does happen. It's not uncommon, like, for those type of things. Because I, I remember clearly, like, years ago when I read this, because、uh, like, I think at the time I asked the student to translate it for me, there was, I didn't have the English translation. <laughs> And they explained it to me, and I was just like, Does that happen? They're like, Yeah, yeah. I was like, Kicking garbage cans? Like, really? And they're like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some bosses, you know, freak out and they just throw tantrums in the office. Now, I mean, of course, in the West, like that type of behavior, depending on, of course, what industry you're in,、um, but in general, that type of behavior is completely unprofessional. But Japanese companies are really kind of different like that. So、um, there are some bosses who are monster bosses. And who freak out if they don't get their way, you know?、Um, again, it's one of those things where, like, th- that type of boss, my image, again, it's just my complete stereotype of that type of boss would be like, they don't really, they can't really, they don't really have the power or influence in that home, you know? Their kids might ignore them, their wife really doesn't really deal with them that much. So, at the companies where they can, you know, huff and puff and, and, and feel like a big shot. And so that's what they do, you know, to, to vent their frustration out of life. Fuck, that sounds bitter. But <laughs> I'm, I'm not hating, but literally, like, the, I'm just telling you my, the image I have of those type of people, you know. So,、um, the, next, the third one stop lashing,、uh, stop lashing. Stop public lashings. I'm sorry. Don't impugn an employee's character in front of everyone. And again, related to the second one, those kind of tantrums, those kind of like berating people. I've seen like in commercials and stuff, like throwing documents in someone's face and shit like that. Like, I'm like, what? You know, and、um, someone's like, yeah, yeah. If like a report, the manager doesn't like the report, he'll just like throw it in someone's face and be like, get this bullshit out of here. You know? <laughs> I'm just like, whoa, I don't know about it. I'm dealing with that. But, you know, I think I said in the previous episode, like, that's a choice. That's a choice.、Um, so, um, yeah, so some people have to deal with that shit. All right. If,、um, wait, get some more water. Sorry.、Um, and I know if you're hearing all this stuff for the first time, you might be like, what the fuck? But, you know,. 
Um, again, not all Japanese companies. Let me let me err on the pot. Not all Japanese companies are like that. Not all employees are like that. But generally speaking, you know, there is kind of a way of doing things in companies, right? And if you don't follow that way or that expectation, these are some of the possible consequences of it: being called out, being psychologically. Um, Manhandled. I can't even think of a better word than that. You know, um, day in and day out, and that's what causes some people to quit. Causes some people, in some cases, commit suicide or, you know, um, whatever they can't take it. You know, and I mean, but if you think about it, really, like you know, if you're dealing with that, and you know, you you get on the train, you like for example in Tokyo, you deal on a packed commuter train every morning. You know, and then go to work, deal with shit like that. Then you come home, you know, because you're working overtime. So you're coming home earliest, like nine o'clock, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night sometimes, you know, might have to go out, drink with your coworkers. I'll get to that in a minute, you know, and then you don't really see your family, don't really see your kids, you know, on the weekend you might, but you're you're tired. So you just want to sleep and, you know, but you got response. You got a mortgage, a thirty-five year mortgage. So you know you're the sole breadwinner in the house, and you can't quit if you change your job. Like it's a lot of uncertainty, and Japanese people don't like uncertainty. So you know, basically, you know, for you to continue with that, it's a safe path for your family's future, and that's what some people do. And that's why you get the like tired salary man who's just like. Fuck my life, literally, like fuck my life. You, you know, um, they they're just dead inside, basically. You know, um, yeah. So I mean, not everyone's like that, but there are a lot of those cases here. You know, you can see it on a regular everyday basis. So yeah, 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 yep, 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 yep. Yay! <laughs> Pump the positivity. <laughs> All right. Um, let me let me let me let me give a, a few more. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, sorry. My bad. Where was I? Um. The next one, stop threats. I'll destroy. I, for example, I'll destroy your career if you don't obey my order. I think that's pretty self-explanatory, right? That's fucking power harassment, <laughs> you know. Um, and the next one is uh, stop the silent treatment. Don't order your team to ignore a particular member. Again, um, being like isolated or you know put on an island in in Japan is kind of. Uh, something that can have a huge psychological impact again because it's such a group oriented society bullying and things like that aren't really as direct like you know beating someone down every day as much as you know just ignoring someone the whole class the whole school just ignore someone and just single you out and like you no one wants to talk to you touch you no one wants to talk to you no one's you know be your friend and i mean in the west you might think like okay whatever but you know because being in the group and being with everyone is such a quote-unquote important thing here it it can really fuck with somebody right um the typical japanese person like being isolated or being ignored by everyone really probably is like the worst thing you know some people might prefer to be like beat up by their group than be like ignored by them basically you know or uh isolated or pushed out so yeah it's fucking wacky man um you know i mean for me it is like again it's not my culture so i'm not judging it but it's just for me it's just like okay that's different um and you know i just observe it man like i'm just observing so um that's what i see on a daily basis next one stop lecture call step lecture calling ringing employees on the weekend to criticize them about their mistakes their mistakes i've never heard students tell me they've experienced this um directly but you know i could imagine totally it happens again that typical boss doing shit like that uh, and yeah um you know um again in the west we really separate private life and business work life and so you might not be like what the fuck is he calling me on on a sunday afternoon for but you know um japanese people are kind of workaholics so they're gonna be going over their work emails on sunday anyway so you know that's what it is okay next this is a big one stop the excess quotas don't give employees impossible amounts of work and then accuse them of poor performance. And yeah, th this is kind of 
um, something I was talking about with a student today, which 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 um, again will spill over into the next uh, episode, where he was saying like, yeah, like um, you know, a lot of times the extra work is given at the end at the end of the day by some managers. So it'll be like before you leave, instead of saying can I go or can I leave. In Japanese, you'll ask, um, is there anything else I can help you with or help with or something like that? And imagine, oh, yeah, here, boom, and just dump a huge report on you, like, when you're ready to leave at, like, 6, 7 o'clock at, or 7 o'clock at night. And then you'll be there until, like, 10, you know, so then you got to cancel, like, all of your plans. So sometimes, like, that's where, uh, like, some of my students don't show up or cancel in the evenings as well because of shit like that like you know they just had like extra work dumped on them at the last minute and it's just like yo why you know why couldn't you just tell me this at like noon you know and you know but um it again japanese corporate structure is really not so much about I talked about before in the previous episode, and hopefully it's just starting to make a little bit more sense. It's not really focused so much on you know maximizing productivity. It's more focused on like a lot of paperwork, a lot of paper pushing, you know, um, lifetime employment, things like that. If you do a little digging on yourself or watch a few documentaries on YouTube, you'll, you'll probably get a better understanding of it as well. It's a really bizarre land in, in, in some ways. And I think I read or somewhere that Japan does have like either the lowest or one of the lowest um, product work productivity rates out of like all of the developed countries in the world, which living here is really easy to see like if you know you have to, like my students tell me they have to write like a, a fucking report on every business trip they do like a, a several page report on every trip that they do they gotta type it out um when you would think i'd be like couldn't you just tell him that in like a five minute conversation like yeah i could but i gotta write the report you know so they gotta spend like a week writing like a three four five page report on exactly what they did on their um business trip when they could just save time and tell them in five minutes right but but a face-to-face meeting how everything went but japan doesn't work like that so it's you know culture's changing here slowly but there's a lot of bullshit here i think you know that that really needs to get cut out for the country to kind of move forward but again i think that big shake up in the system that's coming sometime in the future will really take care of that and that's kind of what i'm looking forward to so all the companies that do all this bullshit i think they're gonna you know be real fucked up in the future pretty much (laughs) so don't feel too bad for things because you know sometime in the future i really think it's all going to change um next we've got two more of these stop enforcing private outings requiring employees to join karaoke golfing and other activities unrelated to their job and yeah this is a big one too as well um traditionally it's like if you were invited out by a superior or by your boss you had to go if they invited you golfing, you gotta go. If they invited you drinking, you gotta go. Like you, you know, the younger people are kind of getting better at like refusing, or not refusing, just saying no. Like I, I had something else to do. But traditionally, like the thought was like, okay, if they say like, hey, let's go drinking, someone higher position than you, your senpai, you know, says, hey, let's go drinking you gotta drop if you got a date you gotta drop their plans if you like got dinner waiting for you you gotta drop those plans like you know that's just the way it goes so again like corporate companies over everything you know it's fucking but but again that's changing and the last one stop ignoring cries for help it's the company's responsibility to listen to power harassment claims again um uh, just yeah my general impression um, anything that rocks a boat is kind of can be swept under the rug or tried to be swept under the rug here, but um, that is you know something that they're trying to deal with and and it's a complicated issue um, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the future with it. So that, that again, that's it. It's not like an article. Article. It's just more like a breakdown of that poster from like a way back in the day. So. Um, Again, it, it, this is, uh, you know, um, those kind of anecdotal evidence can, or those kind of, what, what, what's that shit called? Those little blurbs can give you a, a little bit of a dark view of Japanese companies. But 
um, you know, I've seen some good, I've seen some bad, like, um, it's not all like that. Um, I, you know, but again, some of the bigger companies, the really more conservative ones are, do get like that, I think. So, but you know, they have the stability, they have the system, you know, so, um, that's what people kind of gravitate to towards a bit more. So it's kind of funny like that. And again, with, but but without going too much because we're in the hour it's almost it's one o'clock in the morning i gotta get to bed but if you do want to learn more about it i would recommend watching a few youtube documentaries i'm sure you can type in like japan business culture documentary or some shit like that and a bunch of shit will pop up for you i'm definitely sure you know foreign people love talking about how fucked up japan is so (laughs) so i'm sure there'll be a bunch of documentaries about the dark side of japanese business culture so you know do a bit more research on that if you have any more questions or anything you want me to expand on just hit me up questions for akil uh instagram at akil.watson and, you know, remember, leave me a rating, man. Do something for me. N- not for me. For everyone. For the world. You know, leave a rating um, wherever you're getting this. Um, again, as always, my plea for you um, will help give them some feedback on the show. Thank you, guys. Thanks, for Danielle. Hope you listen to this episode as well. Sub Negro, thanks again for the question. Again, we had two, like, hour-long podcasts. So, see, the more you hit me up with this type of shit, the more I got to fucking talk, man. I got to give y'all some more shit, you know. So, so that's about it. Let me get the fuck up out of here because it's way past my bedtime. I got to put on my jammy jammies <laughs> and go to dreamland. All right, y'all. Check you next time. Have a great week. Much love. Later.